The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Monday. It's going to get weird around here for a few days. This is the morning sickness. It's 545. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo, and we're ready to go for uh, the Super Bowl Phoenix Open week. And it's just going to be, unfortunately, absolutely perfect here all week long. So turn the root on, everybody. This is the last chance. Today's the day they uh, they all start kind of slow trickling in. Thursday will be the day we see the planes land. And they're coming in, though. They're on their way. Restrictions. Yeah. I, everything that you do, do with a chip on your shoulder as a uh, Phoenician. Just uh, don't don't welcome them. Careful, though. Then you, then, then those Philadelphians are going to feel like right at home no, if you're no, a no, dick. Philadelphia, Philadelphians always think they're tougher than you. They're never gonna. They're never gonna concede to Phoenix toughness. So they'll they'll turn into bigger dicks, and then no one will get along, and they'll just go home. They're not staying. We can't. We can't even let them think to stay. They're the the ones that come here. Are the Philadelphians with money, and that's a scary proposition. Old money. Oh, it's scary to think of it. Awful Philadelphians holding cash, wanting to buy winter condo. No. No. Tell them we're out of water. They'll lose their minds. Hey, we're running out of water. You're going to say, going to have water. Yeah, they're coming to Kansas City. You're coming, you're going. You people don't understand. Like, you just, you'll fumble around looking at big buildings and stuff. There will be about um, 30 more, 30 new Sylvester Stallone statues. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what will, that's what it is. And look, to be honest, Philadelphians, your, your hero, Rocky, uh, so didn't want to be part of Philadelphia as a native, he developed a Brooklyn accent. So you go figure out what 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 Philly really means. Your hero talks like he's from somewhere else. And you guys didn't pick Nobody from Philly picked up on that. He's one of ours. From Philly, you know? He loves our water. Nope. He's not from Philly. He talks, oh, you know, I'm, I'm from Philadelphia. Nobody sounds like that in Philadelphia because you know why? The tougher city is Brooklyn. You guys just play tough. The only thing you're remembered for, Philly, is giving Tom Hanks AIDS. <laughs> That's it. And maybe the Flex Seal guy's starting to get a little. But, uh, yeah, ask most people, like, well, Rocky was clearly born and raised in Brooklyn, ended up in Philadelphia. No. Oh, he's mess up his uh, mess up his first name. Is it Vince Papelli or whatever? The... No, Vince. No, that's no, that's not Flex Seal guy. Phil. Is I know. The flex no, that's oh, Vince Papali or whatever. Yeah, Papali. I, I don't know who the yeah the. Oh, you're talking about the miracle. walk on. Yeah, we talked about that miracle. The Philadelphia natives that played street football. Yeah, nobody for you know what we don't have as Phoenicians. We don't wander around saying, "Well, I'm talking to this guy," and uh, he tells me, you know, a busboy comes over, got his thumb in the water. And I'm from Phoenix, so I ain't dealing with We don't have that I'm from Phoenix thing, but Philadelphia people will say that. You know, the Uber driver turns to me and says, well, you guys want to go? Well, I'm from Philly. I don't need people talking to me like that. I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, you're just, you're intolerant of all words. 
We need something. I'm from Phoenix. I tip really big, and I walked away, and everybody was happy. I'm casual and nice. We got to kill that vibe. So most of those back east cities, though. I mean, if they find you know, out you're from Phoenix, no. you're probably not used to this weather. Yeah, uh, well, they'll weather us to death. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Most of those cities back east are garbage. Yeah, New York and Boston, and but just Philly screams out, "I'm from Philly!" At every turn, guy had the my two dads on his TV. Well, I'm from Philly. I ain't putting up with that. I'm like, what does that have to do? You just didn't like a TV show. It has nothing to do with where you were brought up. I'm from Philly. Well, get used to it. For a week. Uh, then they'll be gone. Hopefully, all of them will be gone. Hopefully. Tweakers unite. Start getting uh, Sawzalls ready. Yeah. Let's get those catalytic converters. <laughs> well, those rental cars and everything. Yeah. And Screw up their entire yes. trip. Oh, I went outside. My catalytic converter was going, I'm from Philly. <laughs> I had to look at this and wonder, what's being from Philly have to do with anything? Other than that, I scream it at every turn. This wouldn't happen in Philly. This guy's driving the speed limit. He's obeying all the rules. He's stopping at stop signs. I'm from Philly. I say, hey, Uber driver. I'm from Philly. So what? So <laughs> what? I follow the street laws, you idiot. Sit down. So the Philly people will be here. <laughs> and then the uh, golfers are going to start rolling in, and that's going to be quite a show. So we've got ourselves a week on our hands, and already downtown... Uh, somebody made a mockery and a mess of the NFL experience and stole $100,000 worth of uh, production equipment. Ooh. Like the first day. So two people wandered up and got a bunch of equipment. It might be from our neighbors here at Video West. It was a third-party group, so they just went and grabbed probably just a, a couple of cameras at this point. Those things are so expensive, it's ridiculous. So uh, they're trying to figure that out. They already messed up the Super Bowl the experience. I have uh, locals enjoyed that yesterday. I had a bunch of friends go over to the, the NFL experience. And if you haven't been, today and tomorrow are the last real good days to go where you can actually get in there and not wait in get line. through. It, it turns into Disneyland uh, so fast. But I've been there a couple of times. Uh, luckily, well, I've had Super Bowl tickets. So when you have the Super Bowl ticket, you get to go in on Sunday with just Super Bowl ticket holders. They don't let anybody else in. So it goes from 200,000 people, no joke, to down to the 70 that will be at the game. And they're not all – the things – it feels huge with 50,000 people in it. And I was there uh, when it was in town here. I went on a Monday or Tuesday, and it was empty. And I got to run through the whole thing. And it is an – they do an amazing job putting that – just making it fun and museum-y. And you get to see all the cool stuff and – uh, the Lombardi trophies and all the Super Bowl rings are there, and then all the Pick games. Pick up a camera on your way out. Yeah, you grab a hundred thousand dollar <laughs> camera and you walk out the door from Video West. They just leave them laying around. But yeah, it's uh, it's worth going if you can take today and do it. It's worth doing it. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, forget it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be an ass show downtown in a huge way. But it will, you know what? We'll deal with it. I had dinner with our boss man Trip on Saturday, and he goes, "It's just one week." It's going to be a pain in the ass, but it's just one week. I'm like, boy, he's absolutely right. So we won't see him all week, then, right? He's probably out of town. No, he's got stuff to do. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's definitely he's a lot of appointments. He's in Seattle today. Yeah, he's 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 bouncing around. He's he's being the corporate butterfly. Today. You guys deal with it. You guys, it's one week. I'm not going to be part of it, <laughs> but it's only one week, and he's not wrong. So we'll just tolerate. And uh, I feel most sorry for people who work up in North Scottsdale. Because it's going to be all week for you guys. Nuts. But it's beautiful. And the weather. Good Lord. Looking at the West, 75, 76, 75 Saturday, Friday and Saturday, and Sunday. It's going to yeah, be perfect. Gonna, yep. Chamber of Commerce. The worst part is it's all going to be televised. 
If you don't like football, you probably like golf. If you don't like golf, you probably like football or both. And it is, we are going to look beautiful on TV. And I can only imagine that the people who live in New Hampshire this weekend who faced Mount Washington, 108 degrees below zero with wind chill, watching this on TV one week after that, thinking, you know, we should leave. We should go there. And then they dragged their ideas over here. Uh, I'm so against. Yeah, people are against Mexican immigration. I'm against in- interstate immigration. You stay where you are. Just, just leave us be. We grew. We're done. The smart people figured it out first. People will say, well, you aren't from here. Yep, but that's the way we are now. So we all kind of made this happen, and that's enough. We, we got to stop being on TV so much. Our Check out the resorts pretty. and then go back yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. Show up for a couple of weeks. No new residents. That's the deal. We don't want you moving in here because you'll bring your stupid ideas and your nonsense and your I'm from Philly. And, and then you'll just come here and complain. There's no, like, you know. Diversity. Where's the Philly cheese? To? Where's Philly town? We don't want a Philly town. We didn't build one in. You got no Chinatown, right? You ever seen one of those in one of the major cities? It's a dump. There's not one nice Chinatown. There's laundry hanging from building to building. They do it like China. I don't want. I don't want anything about China here. The balloons and stuff. That's fine. The, the float over is China. We don't care about that. But don't the land. Entrance gate is beautiful. <laughs> right, usually, usually that. Wow, that's kind of neat architecture. You wander in, like, God, everything smells like weird corn chips and some type of fish. Just go to Lili's. That's where it's. Hey, at. You're fine. There's Chinese fine. restaurants. Yeah. We don't it's need expanded. a whole. Yeah. We a whole gaggle of it. Where you look up and you see actual China in action. Nothing about China is appealing to me. We don't want to rebuild it here. <laughs> they don't bring the best parts. It's not like you know wall replica. It's the cruddy, you know, gigantic, messy bazaars that they put together the wet markets no i don't want to china i was in chinatown in new york i was in chinatown in los angeles and i was in chinatown in chicago all of them are horrible the best mexican food i've ever had chinatown in los angeles ever that's yeah i know they because they, they put it on outside and these mexicans weren't stupid they were going, no it stinks in there doesn't it Holmes? <laughs> this is some good stuff have a burrito and i did and it was amazing yeah, it's the same thing when you go to the Chinatown in San Francisco. Ugh. Once you go through the gate, Ugh. it's a dump. It's gross. Yeah, we're always getting blamed. You guys don't have any culture. We got Indians. You go down to the Herd Museum and experience our culture. That's rude. It's racist that you say we don't have culture because the whole place is Indian based. Not that culture. You know, real stuff like Philly has. Oh, God. <laughs> go give Tom Hanks AIDS again. Get out of here. We got turquoise and kachina dolls. We have our. You, you guys know. are so tough. The first thing that the first thing that comes to mind when I think of Philadelphia is Hall and Oates. How tough can that city be? <laughs> really, Philly soul, and it's two white guys. That's how your badass city is. I'll keep them though. I like them. I love Hall yeah. and Oates, but that's not a city I'm sitting there flexing behind. You guys watch it. We're from Philly. We'll throw Hall and Oates at you. I'm like, all right, I'm not afraid of you. You're I just, can't go for that. You're just <laughs> loud and short. That's all. Anyway, did you guys watch the Grammys last night? I saw one category, the best rap album, and yeah. then I went back the, and forth. And between, uh, I checked out the Jimmy Fallon's Password. Well, I was watching Jimmy that. Fallon's yeah. Password is uh, anxiety on television. Uh, they, the, actually, the Grammys were pretty good last night. They did a 50th anniversary of hip hop celebration with the Roots. It was, was Fallon there? I mean, the Roots were there. there so he no, had Fallon, to show up. He, well, they probably had him tied to something. Like, <laughs> I gotta get out there. I gotta be part of this. I'm 50 years of hip hop is me. 
He's trying to run off the password oh to get over there. <laughs> the, uh, the 50 Years of Hip Hop thing was ridiculously cool. And uh, they had like, I kept going, who's that? Who's that? And it was like, I think Sugar Hill Gang, the remaining members of that. And uh, all these people just kept popping up. And then Busta Rhymes came out and just devastated the stage and run DMC, what's left of them. And boom, 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 boom. And, and they put, it was one long song. And it was unreal how good it was. And it was all Questlove from uh, The Roots uh, put this whole thing together. And it was like get up and dancing. Remember last year at the Super Bowl halftime show? Just like kind of like, holy crap, is this good? Yeah, it was that. It was that good. It was pretty amazing. My favorite part of the Grammys last night was uh, right before Harry Styles uh, performed, he was introduced by his uh, producer and longtime friend, good like a best friend and the guy who produces him. And he told the story about how he doesn't call Harry Styles Harry anymore. He calls him Gary. And the reason he calls him Gary is because he wants him to remember who he is. Everybody else knows him as Harry. He knows him as who he really is. So he's changed his name to kind of make him like, you're Gary. Deep down, I know who you are. So let's not blow up the uh, ego and the let's not lose ourselves in this, you know, tempest of fame. I'm going to call you Gary to bring you back down to earth. The man's name is Kid Harpoon, who said that. And I laughed for a half hour, and they're like, Kid Harpoon wants to keep Harry Styles' ego in check. And that comes from yeah. Kid Harpoon. <laughs> I'm Kid Harpoon. <laughs> you think that's probably how the conversation... Hey, you know, I'm feeling pretty great about myself right now. Um, I don't know, maybe Olivia Wilde and I are going to do something nutty. Hey, look, I have to tell you something, uh, Harry. I'm going to start calling you Gary, because you're getting a little big for your britches, don't you think? Do you think so, Kid Harpoon? Do you think I'm the one getting big for me britches, Kid Harpoon? Names are important, aren't they? Kid Harpoon. <laughs> he wants. He had to tell people, call me Kid Harpoon. That's my. But your name's Trevor. No, it's Kid Harpoon now. I'm feeling pretty. I'm feeling pretty good about this. I want people to know me as Kid Harpoon. But he keeps other people down. You know, like that's not people go. grounded. Look, Harry Styles, the stage name of yours that is your actual name. I'm not going to go with that anymore. I'm going to call you Gary. Meanwhile, you call me Kid Harpoon, and we're going to keep each other in check. Kid Harpoon. Harry Styles won the night with the big uh, win at the end. And everybody's crying that it's, uh, you know, a conspiracy against Beyonce that uh, weird white people from England will beat her every year for uh, album of the year. Cause, Even uh, though she's a record holder. She's got Adele beat her a few yeah. years ago, Beck beat her, Taylor Swift beat her, and now Harry Styles. Wow. So, you know. Jay-Z and her got to be pissed. Oh, well, they, they win all the other awards. She's got 32 total Grammys in Queen Bay. Uh, didn't leave early enough to make it to the uh, performance. She missed what the first the award because she was she late. She off this oh. uh, Hungarian-British conductor, yeah. Sir George Salty. Yeah. He had 31. He was pretty good. That guy, that guy had it together. People remember him. It's a record you break and you're just, you know, it's, it's like DiMaggio's streak. Just, everybody knew about it. But Beyonce has more Grammys than anyone else. But how about going into it? She's like, I'm going to get it this year. I just need four to yeah, pass him. She got him. Got him. Well, she got three earlier in the day and then one during the broadcast. And, and the one that she got earlier said, oh, she's not able to make it. She's stuck in traffic. Yeah, she wasn't there. She didn't even show up for the first one. Uh, just say she's not coming till later. Well, no. She, they had a table and everything. They yeah. thought she'd be there. And she was, she was trapped in traffic. She was one of the few. But uh, it's that record that she's got is kind of misleading to me because, like, say the Beatles, for instance, or Whitney Houston, even. Um, 
they didn't have, they weren't nominated 30 times a year with best uh, electric dance, best pop, best this. Like, the there's a hundred more categories than there used to be. So it's easier to win, like, multiple Grammys in a night. If you have an album that did well, it's going to be nominated in several different categories. And, you know, it's got best R&B, best pop, best vocal, best pop duo, best this. And all you have to do is have a couple of hits on it, and you're going to walk away with some amazing stuff. So she's, it's a little misleading to me that Taylor Swift and Beyonce are the greatest musicians of all time, according to Grammys, because of how many they've won. Um, Mary J. Blige has 16, and she's, you know, she hasn't done anything since the early 90s, but she keeps collecting them, too. And it's, Someone you know, made a list of... Uh Artists that have never won a Grammy. Nickelback. Wow. Beach Boys. That's amazing. Surprise there. Yeah. Elvis uh, only won three, and they were all for gospel songs. Journey. Trying to think of it. Journey never uh, got a Grammy. Yeah. Wow. That is Heart. shocking. Wow, those are some big Katy Perry. Nominated That's, 13 times. That is actually shocking. I'm surprised, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, Taylor in, and everybody else has gotten them. She's in the world of pop. Everything. So again, she gets the dance. The I mean, they have a dance category. It's the exact same thing. It just eliminates some of the R and B and folksy rock stuff. He's been nominated. She was up there with. Uh, she said thirteen nominations, fifteen nominations. Never got one. Joe Satriani. Wow. Yeah. Fourteen nominations for Dirk. Dirk Bentley. Sixteen nominations for Snoop Dogg. Never, Never got, got one. Well, Dr. Dre got a, they named an award after him last night, and he got a the first annual Dr. Dre's Awesome Award. Oh, he deserves it. Absolutely. He changed the game completely. It was an interesting show, though. They did a lot of neat stuff. The one thing I did kind of think of, though, every time Lizzo got to talk, she talks about being fat. And, you know, just because I look different, just because I'm body positive, just because I'm this. She goes up and talks about how fat she is all the time. And everybody's like, yay. Positive with a right, big broad right. she is. That's body oh, positive. But you know what Sam Smith didn't do when he won? Talked about how fat he was. What DJ Khaled never does? Goes up there and tells, well, I'm fat, y'all. You know that, right? That's the reason you have to like me because I'm fat. Like, it's this weird thing when the when it's a fat woman that it's, you know. You have to make it like a bigger deal than it is. And it's a fat guy. And he's just, I mean, all I thought was Sam Smith's fat. He looks really fat. And he's got huge boobs, which maybe he's growing on purpose. Like <laughs> Kim did the song with him. Yeah. Well, How was that? Did you watch the performance? Yeah, and that was Winners. Great. And they won. And that was awesome. And Kim Petras accepted the award as the first trans everything. And everybody clapped like crazy. And and then, uh, you know, they always talk about like they're, Lizzo's not the first fat woman to win a Grammy. It's not like she's breaking ground being fat. And then, uh, you know, the lesbians that go up and, and say, you know, my life, Katie Musgrave and that kind of, they always, uh, Casey Musgrave, they talk about like uh, being lesbians and it's a big deal. And my, I found, you're not the first lesbian to win a Grammy just because you're out more. Plenty of les, plenty of uh, rug munchers have won Grammys in the past and never once did. They went up and made it about the music, not about where they stick their tongue. You know, to not like Harry Styles went up there and go, I have I have literally eaten some of the best in Hollywood. This is pretty amazing. And also, by the way, I have a good album you guys gave me to think. But, I mean, think of the I'm going to eat now uh, that I've got these Grammys for album of the year. I am a eating machine. And you guys should all stand up and clap for heterosexuality. Nobody ever would do it. It's weird. It's just a weird thing. That they act like they're their first. Support. Thank Okay, but thanks, uh, Queer Nation, for your support, like Beyonce did. Right. She you know, thanked the queer community it. for uh, inventing the category of pop dance electric music. And the 
and they all went nuts. That's us. Nice job, queers. I didn't know we could call you that. Did all the fatties get excited when Lizzo's up there talking about Yes. It? Okay. And everybody, but it's like they act like they're the There's first a bunch person. of Pringles cans pop. I mean, <laughs> didn't Mama Cass win? I thought she won awards. Too, yeah. I mean, she's she was big and fat, and look what happened to her. Died eating a ham sandwich. Nobody was surprised. If if the news came down, Lizzo choked on a ham sandwich today. Everybody would be like, well, let's see, did she? Maybe, probably. I would assume that uh, the mamas and papas got something. California. She was nominated four times, won once. Yeah, she could sing the she could sing the lights out for Monday, Monday. Big fat people have been winning awards all the time, and Lizzo acts like she's the first fat person to ever walk on a stage. The DJ Khaled went up there right after, and I'm like, he's fatter than she is, and he never mentions. I got to go. He doesn't do anything, but another one, which is what he does at the buffet. That guy's huge. But fat dudes never get credit for being body positive. Women, first things first, just go, ugh. And then Lizzo had to sit next to Adele all night long and see what's possible, because Adele looks amazing now. I remember when Adele was fat and positive and then lost all her weight, and all those same people that were on her side hated her for bettering herself. They got all mad. And then Lizzo had to sit next to her and... and Adele had to be like, no, that's all right. You can eat it. Oh, you sure, Adele? Yeah, that, you can have my half. I don't eat like I used to. It's not, it's not for me. You're not going to eat the dessert. Two for me, then. That's right, Lizzo. We should talk about future diabetes. You can, lose your, you can lose your feet. You going to eat that? No, you can have it. It's about damn time. <laughs> I've been staring at that for half hour. Did they wheel Ozzy up? Or no, he's not. He's not participating anymore. It was a good show, though. All in all, it was pretty entertaining. It was a little bit boring. And boy, I tell you what, that Taylor Swift, she's human ambient to me. Every time she stands up, I look at her. I'm like, I'm getting sleepy. Get her off the TV. She's boring. Her boring face and her boring hair and her boring music. She's just boring. Is it me or did it used to seem like the Grammys were one of those things you would like make sure you watch? I forgot it was on yeah. last night. Appointment. Yeah. I was watching Password yeah. with Fallon. <laughs> I mean, that's how bad it was. And how about that show? Oh, is that like the most anxiety-riddled nightmare ever? <laughs> he gets so amped up when somebody gets a password right. Man. And then if you go back and watch the old password with Alan Ludden, Betty White's ex-husband, and it is a casual, like, you know, tick? Talk. Correct. That's it. That's yeah. the thing. Jimmy yeah. does it. Okay. 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 Tick. Talk. Oh my God, we got it. Ah. And these balloons and confetti but every time someone does anything. And I see why I get so excited, though, sometimes. Because it's on the fifth or sixth clue where they finally get cornhole or tennis. <laughs> oh, I watched I that mean, one. Just, then they're idiots. Love? They're, yeah. That? Oh, it's crazy. And when they miss one, he just... Oh, he throws his head into the counter. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Say words, you asshole. You're driving me insane. Yeah, you just you need like uh, you know some sort of a psychiatrist and a pill to watch oh. that show. It's so crazy, and the celebrities start falling into it. Like normal celebrities start bouncing off the walls. Fallon's cocaine, Ham John Ham, he's human yeah. cocaine. Ham was a little bit. He was still trying to be cool, but he Play was starting along. to fall for it a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, he'll get into it. He starts cool, and yeah. then initial, and then you can't help but just it's like those are the best clues yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I got nothing. So. Yeah, it is the weirdest. I don't know. We have a someone, uh, a new member of EGOT. Yeah, I know. I saw Viola Davis. She got herself a Grammy yesterday, and now she's an EGOT. 18, right? 18 EGOTs now. 
people? I think so, yeah. That's pretty impressive. What's an EGOT? Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's only 18 people who have one. Uh, it's a pretty amazing list, and she got one yesterday for reading her book. <laughs> they give you an award for that now. Best performance reading your own book. Like, oh, Did Ch- Chappelle go up and accept his honor and thank the Thank the LGBTQ. Yeah. Thank the queers for uh, inventing all that stuff. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a weird thing, but no, they do all that all the stuff for four hours. They start that show at noon. I, I went to the Grammys once, and uh, I had to do a pre-interviews for everybody, and it was nine in the morning, and we're do they're doing all the sound checks and stuff, and you're listening to literally listening to Elton John and what and you two and all these people performing in the background while you're interviewing stuff, and then then people start showing up. You're like, what's going on? Like, oh, they got the pre-show. For like three hours, they're handing out awards before the show starts. It's crazy. And it's, you know, all the executives. It's, it's executive stuff. It's the, uh, you know. Behind the scenes. Uh, really boring things. Best, best executive engineers. producer of yeah. soundtrack. Exactly. From, you know. Yeah. Best soundtrack production. Yeah. Best this. Best con- composers. All that. But boring stuff. And then they managed to whittle it down to like 80 awards for the broadcast. And it's a long day. But... Yeah, just keep it, Brady. Kid Harpoon wants you to know to keep it in check. You know, your name's important. Let's not get too full of ourselves there. I'm going to start calling you Brody. Just, you know, so you know that I'm, you're not as, you're not as big a deal as you think. And by the way, you call me the magic man. (laughs) I'll be magic man. And you're just going to be Brody, the guy who's a little bit full of himself. Meanwhile, magic man's going to go on TV for a second. I'll be right back. The day they cut off Lizzo's feet from the diabetes won't be sad. There'll be an I told you so moment from everybody else going, Lizzo, I understand you're positive. It's good for you. but And I don't buy into that, you know, magazines make girls. I don't buy that argument. It's like the pressure, the pressure. It's all you. Because every boy growing up watched a specimen of an athlete and, and knew Eh, not many of these guys in the world, and probably not going to be me. We all knew deep down, as we admired me in my youth, you know, very misguidedly watching Dave Kingman hit 460-foot home runs in Wrigley Field, thinking that guy is everything I want to be. Well, I'm not 6'6", 215, you know, swinging this giant stick and crushing baseballs. I couldn't do it. And it didn't. it wasn't unfair. I never once said, it's not fair. These pro athletes are so gifted genetically, and they look so great. We don't do it, and it's the, that that artificial pressure is put on by you the and first you alone. One for a man, you know, it took years to finally complete. But David, uh, the statue, yeah, people see that. I want to be that chisel. And- I, I watch Hard Knocks, and there's nothing that makes me feel worse as a human being than than when those dudes walk around with their shirts half up, and they look like the uh, mannequins at Dick's uh, Sporting Goods, which are also kind of intimidating. But it never once make it, all. I look at that and go, I got to work a little harder, to even be close to that. And I, I don't have that build. I'm just not physically gifted that way. And, and, and because you talk about it, and well, that's what men want. Women, what, since when do you fight for what men want? Every time uh, we tell our wives what we like, they do the exact opposite. Those those lads, those pants look great. I hate these pants. And the next thing you know, they got them bare pants on. Like, what just happened? You're just saying that. All right, well, never mind. I think your hair looks beautiful. Ugh. Changing it tomorrow. <laughs> All right. It has nothing to do with us and what we want. It doesn't. You think the Kardashians were doing what men wanted or what the NBA wanted, and then it became what women are like, oh, I guess that's what everybody wants. Uh-uh. 
It's pressure you put on yourself. I just don't buy it. If somebody just told you, you're, you're, if you look at magazines and feel pressure, you're doing that. The magazines aren't doing it. Men's health, intimidating if you wanted to stare at it all day and go, Jesus, I'm a slob. But we don't. Dudes go by that and go, that's a handsome bet. And he probably works real hard. Anyway, here's my Pringles, and I'm going to grab a thing of Oreos. And... We don't get mad at society for putting out great-looking dudes. on. I, everybody I watch on TV, as far as the, that I idolize, is a specimen of a man. So much more than I'll ever be. So much more than I'll ever be. And you know what I do? Tip the cap. Great work, kid. Man, did you try harder than me in that department. You look great, and here I am. I look like E.T. when they found him in the field. Uh, nothing I can do about it. I mean, there's something I can do about it. I'm not going to, though. Anyway. I'll you have de- a good glow. I'll develop a personality. <laughs> oh, oh, ladies, did you hear that? That's a thing. That's why fat girls always get laid. They're usually pretty fun. I got to be nothing else going on. <laughs> right. They develop a personality. Yeah. They recognize, well, I'm not trying as hard as these bitches, so. I'm going to tell jokes and stories and play video games. I'm going to be fun. Eh, I'm not going to tell anybody I'm with her, but she's a blast. She's eating me out of house and home, though. Uh, yeah, the Grammys were fun last night, though. It was. Uh, it's not one of the better like Grammy nights because you're like, eh, everybody's kind of average. Harry Styles went, I have that album. I had it for two weeks. I was pretty on it. And I'm like, hmm, a couple of great little pop songs, but the rest of it's a drag. And rock, once again, not at all close to being represented because it's dead. And we, we keep it alive here as best you can because it's still got an audience. But as far as mass appeal goes, you know, I'll get, I'll get emails from us. We watch the Grimms, this old pop crap. Where's the rock? You tell us. You tell me. Because yeah. tell me where great rock albums were this year that, you know, and don't say it's impossible because if it were bigger, there'd be radio stations and, uh, XM and and your Spotify would push it. There aren't any rock bands doing anything new. Back in the early 90s when grunge hit, it took over the Grammys. I mean, you saw a lot of like, holy crap moments where the Grammys were like, we better embrace this. Rock can still do it. It's just, there's a few decent things, but nothing major and nothing mass appeal to where they want to put it on TV. So it's rock. So it's the same thing as women looking at magazines. It's rock's own fault for breaking itself down into seventy-seven categories of grindcore, hardcore, metalcore, and you're a pussy for not liking. It. And rock fights with itself more than anything else, and then wonders why it's not represented at all every year. Best country album, Willie Nelson. Yeah, I know. Well, they know he's dying. He's ninety something. Then Smokey Robinson came out and did some stuff. And he's, he's got an album 82. coming out. No, he won a he won like a Vanguard award or something. He's eighty two years old. I know. There's, he, there's he, a smile on my face. I'm like, he still hits the high notes. He's eighty two. That, that's sir. why he's rolling out his his next album. I think he's it's almost done. It's called Gasms. <laughs> Is it? Yes. Is that real? I'm, he's still shooting them. Piercing blue eyes. I look. I'm like, he's eighty two. He's he looks better than me Damn. now. He looks better than I have ever looked at age eighty two. I've never looked as good. Like, if you stood any version of me in my first 50 years next to Smokey Robinson, 82 years old, Smokey wins every time. If there's a smile on my face. What 82-year-old can hit that note? Totally there trying to fool the public. I'm going to bang your wife today. <laughs> and he can. He pops the blue pill. He gets that weird 82-year-old boner. and You're staring at some surgery and some blue eyes. 
He looks great. And Stevie doesn't age. Stevie Wonder's 72. He was on stage. Looked great. He finally embraced that he's bald. He just lets the just braids go. He has a hat on, which it's, it's time. And what went viral was uh, Ben Affleck's expression. Oh, he was bored. Table. He was bored beyond belief. <laughs> he did not want to be I there. I saw a couple of pictures like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, ben doesn't oh, want to be there. Well, he's not allowed table. to drink anymore. In public, that's true, and so that's a long, yeah, so that's a long five hour day. night of him like getting ready, and he's like, like, "Thank God we got." Or it's miserable; you're stuck in traffic, yeah. and you still gotta, and you're surrounded by alcohol and uh, drugs. You know, Smokey did a couple bumps backstage. That's what he's known for. Let's do this. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy how good he was, but uh, yeah, it was it was entertaining enough. Better, and it's my first Sunday without football in twenty weeks, so. You didn't watch any Pro Bowl? No. I, I, if I wanted to watch kids play football, that was terrible. Oh, I watched, my God. We were at a restaurant and it was on. And I was like, why, why <laughs> am I joke. watching? They're not even wearing helmets. They're not trying. They're just running around. They're not even trying. And Snoop Dogg and Pete Davidson are the coaches. I mean, that's the first, uh, first or okay. I guess, Eli. At one. least Pete's like, what am I doing here? Yeah, yeah. He had no business there. It was dumb. And they filled the stadium. Packed. Vegas' stadium was packed full for six. Bad flag football games. There's and in so between, much- <laughs> they had, uh, you know, they tried to do it like the dunk contest, but the best pass catch yeah. between Stefan Diggs and... Um, yeah, trying to set up great catches. St. Brown. In a couple years, yeah. Uh, playing yeah. tic-tac-toe with the uh, with the kickers and stuff like that. Which I think it is kind of was- neat, because they do that in hockey, where they shoot for the edges and then the middle. <laughs> I was just bored. But I don't want to watch I'm just, that. No. I can't imagine being in that stadium. It's just... Yeah. Yeah, the skills competition from the second deck had to be like, well... We could be gambling. We're in Las Vegas. This is the worst thing we could be doing in Vegas, but for the experience. There's so much to do in Vegas, and you're over that? You're, Come on. And you got the worst seats in the house staring down at, uh, you know, Robbie Gould banging one off the, the upright. Yeah, I, nobody watches football for the skills contest. Uh, anyway, let's get a wake-up song, shall we, for a weird week here in Phoenix. going to get strange, uh, but we got your back. Don't worry about it. Just remember, chip on your shoulder, a little bit rude. If a five foot five inch dude with a great big beard and a green shirt gets in your car, Uber driver, the first words out of your mouth are, where the f*** you want to go? Oh, I'm from Philly. <laughs> I know. I could smell it. That's it. If somebody gets in an orange shirt, they'll probably be kind of polite and just in awe of the size of things. Can't get over how sprawling this town is. Oh, you're from Kansas City? These buildings. Yeah, we've got buildings. Kansas City has buildings, too, but not this far apart. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're going to yeah, welcome Dor- Dorothy from Oz. We'll get you in here. Uh, yeah, let's get a wake-up song. 585-9800. A good one! And we'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! It's out of control now. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.